Welcome to the Writer's Hour, where we have creative conversations with up-and-coming authors on their latest books. This is the place to be if you wish to get a preview of new books that are available for the voracious bibliophile, as well as the story behind the story for the voyeur who wishes a peek behind the creative curtain. Here's your host, Janine Bolin. Hello and welcome to the Writer's Hour Creative Conversations. I'm Janine Bolin and with me today I have Dennis Patoko, who happens to be the CEO and reimaginator of the 360 Degree Nation. Now, in case you haven't heard of this award-winning Global Media Digest, it encompasses a wide range of multimedia enterprises including Biz Catalyst 360 and that is how I came to know uh, Dennis, I have been working with him for three, four years, and one of the things that's been a lot of fun is he gives a foundation and a purpose reaching around the world to help writers, authors. Basically, he helps you capture, produce, and deliver those positive, uplifting messages that you have. And he does it through two amazing organizations or productions, such as Hope Fest 360 and Good Works 360. This is a pro bono consulting foundation focused entirely on providing mission-critical advisory services to nonprofits worldwide. Everything that I know about Dennis, everything that he does is carried out for good rather than for profit. He reflects reflects that belief in his time and uh, he really just wants a renaissance of just pure unbridled wonder to happen for people that have been totally ensnared by a lot of the social media. So he feels it's time to renew in both our hearts and in our souls much more joy, kindness, compassion, understanding, and that magical sense of truly belonging to something greater than the status quo. It's time to bring back humanity at its very best, and he would like to bring that to the forefront of what you do. So the other fun thing about Dennis is he's also a contributing author to the best-selling book, Chaos to Clarity, Sacred Stories of Transformational Change. Thanks for being with us today. It's wonderful to have you, Dennis. Janine, thanks for that lovely introduction. You're hired. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You, Frankly, you took the wind out of my sails, but you couldn't have said it better. I really appreciate it. And and you are so correct. We have been like, uh, I don't know, cat and mouse chasing each other for quite a few years now. Uh, And actually, when you came aboard with us as one of our writers, um, I wouldn't say we were in the uh, startup phase, but I, I was told back in my prior career. I was in banking for many years and uh, we were doing a lot of uh, what we thought change management, startups, operations. And there were three stages of an organization, forming, storming, and norming. Well, you, you caught us at the storming stage. And frankly, I hope we never get to the norming stage because, uh, you know, we're twisting and turning with the world around us uh, with particular reference to the world over the past year. So I'm glad we finally caught up with each other. It took some time. I remember you were so gracious and you accepted 10 articles from me and we started working at that point. And I had a community of writers. We were working on the book a year program because I knew that it takes time for authors to be able to really share their stories. And so uh, we were working on trying to set up funnels and working things. and, Mm. And like you said, we had to keep twisting and turning according to what was happening in our world. So now that we're here, what I really want to chat with people about is talk to us a little bit about how you assist a new writer with their 
if you will, their author platform, right? You, you may not even have a platform, but right. you offer a platform for a brand new debut author uh, to kind of share the message of hope that they bring. Well, that's probably what's fueled our growth. There's a couple of things we've done, and I'd have to take you back to the beginning and come forward because it folds nicely into your question. When we launched, you, you made a point earlier, Janine, which really does distinguish us from the rest of the folks out there that are publishers. Um, we're compared to Forbes, we're compared to Huffington Post, but it's hard to compare us because the single biggest difference is uh, everything we do, we do for good. There's no profit. There's no advertising. You won't find an ad on our site. And we're blessed to be able to say that. But it gives us such freedom to say to a new author, if you were one, Janine, I can say to you, honestly, look, so long as you know how to write, we'll give you that opening to share it with our universe. Um and we'll do that freely and there's no strings attached and there's no hooks and there's nothing to sign. It's just that. But the most important thing we say to our writers is, uh, well, let me back up. When we started this, we went and talked to writers, people that I knew in business that wrote for these other publications. And what we were doing is trying to figure out where does it hurt? Where's the rub? Why is it difficult to write for these other folks? And if there's any bumps in the road, what are they? Well, I we got this avalanche of bureaucracy feedback and we took all that and we said, we're going to do it differently because we're going to break all the rules. Some of the rules we've broken. For example, if you're a writer, I can say, Janine, I don't care if it's 100 words. I don't care if it's 2000 words. I don't care how often you write. Um, I don't care if you've written it for somebody else and you'd rather have it re-syndicated with us because we have a different audience. I don't care whether it's about life, culture, or business. What I care about is as long as it's respectful and as long as it's evergreen or timeless, we don't do breaking news. Uh, we don't do date-sensitive stuff. And the reason we don't do that is if you write for us, and we share it today, we're gonna to share it again down the road every three months, every six months. So all that work that you put into your writing, whether you're a new writer or an established writer, it doesn't burn out after two weeks. And we both know, Janine, on social media, you publish something and a week or two later, now you're back to a blank sheet of paper. Well, if it's timeless, and it's something that you and I can read a year from now and still be worthy of our attention, why let it die? So we broke all those rules, which fueled the growth of what we're doing, because we have a nice mix now of new and, and some of the experienced writers. I look at them sometime and I say to my wife, why in God's name are they writing for us? Look at their credentials. Well, they want the freedom because with that freedom, it takes away uh, the blank sheet or paper, they tell me, and writer's block. Right. It, it's wonderful when you know that you have a community because that's really what you are. You're the, the yeah. head of this amazing community of writers who they're liking your stuff. They do more than like it. They'll comment about the, you know, when you, Janine, when you mentioned tip number three, I've totally forgotten about that in my business. Thank you for the reminder. I mm. mean, it was like I was getting feedback that wasn't anywhere else on the internet for me. And I wanted something more than just the like button. You and I've talked about that. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about what you were wanting and you set up the freedom, uh, the friendship well, bench well, and stuff like that for it. Yeah, I'll come to that because that's part of our 360 Nation uh, studios. But a key point you just made, um, unlike other publications, when you go to our site, you go to we have 25,000 articles now. 
go to any one of them, you will never see a date, which I may, some people say that's insignificant. That's very significant. The second thing you won't see is how many people visited an article. We learned very early on, it's not about how many likes you get, it's about how many people want to engage with Janine because they were inspired by what she wrote. And we've learned that because I was talking to a guy that's much smarter than me. He's been in the um, publishing business for a long time online. He has a publication and he said, you know, a good rule of thumb when you're doing what we do is take the number of articles you've published and multiply it by 10%. And if you have at least that many comments on your site, you have an engaging audience. Well, we did that formula. Remember, I said we have 25,000 articles times 10%. What's that, 2,500 comments? Let me tell you, our comments are at 35,000, over 35,000. So we have more comments than we have articles, which tells you the formula is working. Back to your point, people will engage because you don't put it out on social media if you're a writer just to get likes. You'd like to see the likes, but you want to know what they think. And our writers tell us, the engagement is what drives them not only to form relationships and often they'll get business if they're a consultant or doing something, but it also inspires them to write something else from a different angle because they never looked at it the way the audience was looking at it. Um, anyhow, that's a little background on that. And I was triggered by what you had said. As far as uh, the friendship bench and other things, uh, literally a year ago, well, it's coming up on a year on April 2nd, we launched, we did our first online thing on Zoom uh, and it was called the Friendship Bench. And the idea was let's bring people together once a week, every week for 60 minutes and provide a safe place where they can feel seen, valued and heard and where people are ready to listen. Now that was the intent. We, little did we know around April 2nd, that's when the pandemic started hitting and people moved on to Zoom about the same time. And there were a lot of difficult issues out there that had to be talked about. We turned into that weekly forum. In fact, we just had one today where people show up for an hour with a lot of familiar faces now. They are from around the world. And the relationship we've developed has been great. And like somebody said, it's like, Dennis, you were Wizard of Oz and you finally came out from behind the curtain because now we can see you versus just understand that you're a publisher of this big thing. We took that experience and we formed a couple more online forums, Janine. But the, the most important thing we did with all that online experience and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable with conversations is um, my wife and I, we do a walk every morning uh, here in Tampa Bay. And that's where we do all the thinking and come up with the ideas. And last August, we were walking around the community and I said, you know, it's August. This has been one of the worst years for so many people. We're blessed because it hasn't been a bad year. We're still doing what we're doing virtually. Said so there is so much negativity. We need to do something differently here. We need to break through all this. We've got this giant platform. We can reach so many people. Uh, we've got writers. We've got connections everywhere. Let's see if we can do something for good, for real. And we had this notion of what we call, we came up, came to be Hope Fest. And what it was is if I'm walking down the street and I say to you, Janine, last year, Janine, what are your hopes for the new year? And all I'm asking you to do is tell me right off the top of your head on a video what your hopes are. Well, we sent that request out to the people that we know. We thought we might, this, this was launched last August, September. We were going to gear up for a year-end production. We'd never done it before, never done any work on YouTube. 
we reached out to people. We expected maybe a dozen or two. We ended up getting 153 videos from six continents. We released an eight-hour production, which we learned is a, that's as long as you can go on YouTube. On uh, December 31st, as of this morning, we've had almost 29,000 views and from 68 countries. And it was all based on the notion of hope. What did we learn from it? The power of video versus just publishing versus just Zoom. But second, we learned that when you ask these questions, we learned so much the difference of what hope means to people based on where they live, what their culture is. Is it personal? Is it professional? What are they going through right now? Interestingly enough, out of all those videos, we had almost no replication of answers because people were looking at through their lens versus ours. Now that's that's really gotten us excited because we've this new medium that we're playing with and we made every mistake along the way. We're now gearing up for another worldwide event later on this year based on all the wisdom we learned from that one. But it was fun and it was such an educational experience. One of the things that I am most proud to share with people is the fact that, and it's going to cycle back around to the fact that you do not tell people the date an article is made and that you do not tell people how many people have visited an article. One of the things that has happened, and these are unintended consequences of the way artificial intelligence moves through social media, is that you can have content that's very similar, but just enough different uh, that people will go to the one that's the most popular. And that causes articles mm. to move to the surface that really are not offering anything more than the other article. And it kind of causes a pop culture or a, a dialogue by society that may be wholly inaccurate. And one of the things that Dennis and his people have found out is by doing this eight hour session and looking at all the different perspectives, everybody now has an equal voice on his yeah. platform, which you do not see in any other social media platform because you don't have an AI sitting there looking at the number of hits and deciding who is gonna be popular this week, who is not popular and the popular kids are the only ones that get to be put in front of the rest of the community. You do not see that with Dennis or any of the 360 Nation. So I just wanted to share that as a comment rather than a question as people talk about the difference. What is the difference here? And I'm like, it's significant and it's huge. Uh, would you care to comment at all on that? Yeah, uh, you, you actually triggered another thought. Um, and whether it be the artificial intelligence, the other platforms, and we all know that there's been a fair amount of uh, keyword bias over the past year. Facebook, uh, even on LinkedIn, we're seeing that now where things are being monitored as far as opinions said, and things are being deleted or um, moderated. Um, somebody asked us a question. I'd never had this question before, surprisingly, after almost nine years. But somebody asked a question about a year ago, and they said, they said what is your editorial bias? And I was struck by the question because I'd never thought about it. And we came back with the answer and it didn't take you know more than a few seconds. Our only bias is for action. Uh, back to the words respectful. If it's respectful, if it's not breaking news, it may be opinion. It may be politics. We do, we do poetry. I mean, it doesn't matter um, provided it's leaning towards action. In other words, what are you going to do with the information? If Janine writes a wonderful article and she's sharing that value with me, 
can I leave her article and take her advice and I'm equipped to do something going forward? And that's what our bias is. But beyond that, it just doesn't matter. There is no moderation, uh, which again gives the writers and the readers some freedom that they don't feel elsewise. Over the last year, obviously, that's come up even more stronger uh, because people, some of these writers I talk about where I look at them, Janine, and I say, well, my goodness, what are they doing with us? They said they had too much, too many controls, editorial controls being imposed on them in the last year. And it really crushed their creative spirit. They didn't feel like they had the freedom of speech that they would like to have. And I'm not talking about disrespectful people. They were just being cordoned off. And so they came in our direction and we're glad to have them. And I would like to chat with that just a little bit. We talk a lot about the freedoms that we have in certain areas in certain countries, but one of the things that has occurred when people use social media and those platforms that they do not own as a megaphone for whatever their message happens to be. And again, what I have seen uh, on your site and what I've experienced myself as one of your authors has been a very respectful community. And if people disagree, they were like, I'm going to agree to disagree with you on this and this is why. But you don't see the flaming that happens or people running around just as trolls trying to be <laughs> difficult with uh, the authors. These are other authors who have done their scholarship, have done their research, and this is their opinion piece on you know X, Y, Z. But always with a lot of respect, I, I had uh, financial planners that were talking about my articles and they would say where they disagreed with certain things or I hadn't taken into account certain things. And we were able to have respectful online uh, discussions. And I thrived in that. And I was very grateful for that. So that that is where the 360 Nation, if you are a new uh, debut writer, you would want to definitely get into that. Even if you are an author like myself who has 10 books to their name, four different genres, that is still a location that will give you quality feedback. And I think that's what you really offer people is you have 25,000 articles, but you've got quality there. You have a community that's amazing. Well, thank you for that. Yes. And we, I'm glad you brought up people that have published books like you. Um, the value we give to some of those folks, and we're, we're learning this as we go, is yes, they've written a book and it's up there on Amazon or wherever it might be. But like everybody else, there's a lot of books out there. So they use our platform and they pull excerpts out of their books or chapters or just slices of the, some of the better parts. And they share that freely with the audience. Call it a teaser, call it marketing, call it what you will. But so long as they're delivering value from all the time they spent writing that book, why not share it with the audience? And if there's a link at the bottom to buy the book, that's wonderful. You give them a taste of something they never would have seen. Um, so that's where some another value the writers tell us they get no matter how experienced they are. So where are you headed with 360 Nation? What are some of the things that you hope for as you move through 2021? Great question. You know, we have I have a sign up on my wall here and my wife and I put this up just as we turned in New Year. We were coming off the excitement of 360 Nation Studios which we launched to launch Hope Fest. And we were just pretty enthused. And what we decided was, we put a sign up, it says Groundhog Day. You might remember the movie from way back called Groundhog yes. Day. Well, we put a sign up and there's an X through, which means we're not going to, we don't want to be the, the place that does the same thing the same way and gets the same results. I had this discussion on a Zoom call a couple of weeks ago. 
we don't want to be the friendship bench. We don't want to be just another Zoom call. We want to be different. Um, we want to bring different topics to the table and not all the sameness that seems to be permeating out there. 360 Nation Studios, um, when we launched that production, I remember saying to my wife, I want to do something. And this is last August. We'd never done something like this before. We had no familiarity with uh, YouTube as a medium other than, you know, we know how to go there and we get stuff from it. But uh, I said, you know, I want to do something bigger, braver, and frankly, scarier than we've ever done. Well, we had the same discussion in January. And we're saying we're going to do something to follow up uh, Hope Fest. We've got some ideas. I have a list on my screen here of 18 things we will do differently this time around. But it's got to meet that bolder and scarier uh, because it was scary trying to patch this all together and no idea how to, whether it was going to work, but it was such a learning experience. So I don't have the, a clean answer to that, except if it doesn't match that litmus test, it's not good enough for us because we don't want to be just another production again. And everybody's got YouTube videos. Well, this has got to be the kind you're going to want to go to because maybe you can get some value from it. And just saying that about not wanting to be Groundhog Day is amazing. And also what we have discussed about how you don't have these search engines that are filtering out a lot of your articles for right. other people. I mean, you can go onto your site and you can find it and it's given equal value. And I, for folks who don't understand how uh, social media works or how our programming and Google searches and all that. If you don't understand how that works, you don't understand, uh, you may not understand how amazing uh, the 360 Nation is in its platform. So that's why I'm kind of going on and on about that. Is because Something else though, I should bring up that we're really excited about, Janine. Um, and it's all came from HopeFest. You know, we started to HopeFest with all these videos but then could anybody really sit there and watch eight hours of a production? Of course not. And it was New Year's Day. One of our reader, writers came to us. He ultimately gave us a video, too. He's from England. And he said, Dennis, I love what you guys are doing. This is going to be magnificent. But my wife and I walk every morning, and we'd like to do like the podcast routine where we're listening to something for, say, 15 minutes at a time. We thought that was brilliant. We went back and chopped up HopeFest. We did the big production, but every day in January, there was another 15-minute segment being released for those people. But we also learned, and again, no brilliance here. We, we learned along the way. We had recording artists, independent recording artists, approaching us from around the world when they heard about this, and they wanted to step up and donate their music. Obviously, they wanted the visibility because think how their worlds have been crushed. They can't go to studios. They can't go to venues. They can't perform. They can't tour. We offered them an opportunity. They offered us and we offered them the opportunity for visibility. So we ended up getting over two dozen recording artists. We, we spliced their songs in between these 15 minute segments. One of them is a Grammy nominee. So these are people that have been out there for a while. Well, what came from that? We finished all that up, entered a new year. And, you know, we realized there was some real power in that music. Why don't we launch a channel? Again, we're not advertiser supported. I don't have a board I have to go to. So within a week of the ending new year, we launched a new channel. It's called Good Vibes 360. And it's different. It's not just a music channel because we don't want to be the, just another music channel. We said to the artists, look, we will give you visibility beyond Hope Fest as another way of thanking you for doing what you did uh, for free. But 
send us your video, music video, but you got to tell us the story behind the song, the inspiration behind it. So we're now, we've now published about three dozen. We launched, I think it was January 15th, three dozen plus um, music videos on our site under a new channel and the inspiration behind it. Because a lot of people like to know, where did that con song come from? So another offset of that, offshoot of that, which invented because of Hope Fest. And that goes back to not being Groundhog Day. Exactly, because one of the things that Peter Jackson did for the movie industry was because he showed the story behind the story. He showed in a 16 DVD set, or I, I forget exactly how many DVDs. I, I have the whole section of it, and I paid the money because I wanted to see the stories behind the story that of the amazing movie of Lord of the Rings that was yeah. finally you know produced. And so people love that stuff. You're absolutely right. And I enjoy so much hearing an artist talk to me about what inspired them for their song, because as a fellow artist, even though that's not my medium, music is not my medium, he he or she is inspiring me in ways that I could never have been inspired before. And then we have whole other segments of our population who are uh, pushing against the binary definition of even gender who are coming out with their uh, interpretations. Yeah. And it's fascinating the number of perspectives. And so I just wanted to say thank you as somebody who has waited her whole life to be able <laughs> to see a, a community that like you have I get very excited about this stuff because it's like, I don't think you understand just how radical this is. But because Dennis is the soft-spoken guy that he is, <laughs> he talks about it. It's like, and we just do this and we just do that. And I'm like, do you realize what these people have built? It's incredible. <laughs> and, and so I just want to say thank you Thanks for, for serving the communities that you've served and uh, allowing me to be one of many that gets to say, yeah, and I had a little part in that. And that's, that's amazing. That's so much fun to be able to say. So any last words you care to share with us? On, uh, no, other than you touched out? upon it, it, our doors are open to anybody. A lot of websites will do once a year, they open up to new writers. We are open 24 seven for anybody that is writing would like to fine tune their writing and just needs to do that thing. That's the hardest thing to do these days is to break into somewhere where they can get published. Well, we're that door. It's as simple as that. And um, so we welcome come one, come all. And would that be to biz catalyst 360 or what uh, would that, your... the best way to reach that is you can come to our site, but write to me directly or connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Dennis Patoco, P I T O C C O. Best place to connect to me there because it's got all my contact details. And from that, you can, uh, you'll find your way to me and uh, we'll have you up and running. Definitely. So I highly recommend get out there and definitely get on LinkedIn and connect with this man. He will help you establish <laughs> yourself if you're a debut author. And if you've already been on multiple platforms and things just were not working for you, I assure you they will on that community. So thank you for your time today, Dennis. It's been a hey, pleasure. Thanks for the kind words. I really enjoyed it, Janine. And this is Janine Boland with the Writer's Hour, creative conversations where we encourage you to keep your feet firmly planted on Mother Earth in grounded reality while you're standing there reaching for the stars of your dreams. Thank you for listening to the Writer's Hour. 
To hear more about the creative conversations that Janine Bolin is sharing with her listeners, please visit JanineBolin.com forward slash guest.